Good morning. This is James with 77 Financial Group. You're listening to 15 Minutes of Finance, where in the next 15 minutes, I'm going to get you excited about investing. Let's do it. All right, all right, all right. Happy Thursday to all you listeners out there. Let's jump right into term of the day. Uh, it's regulated market. So a regulated market is a market over which government bodies or less commonly industry or labor groups exert a level of oversight and control. Market regulation is often controlled by the government and involves determining who can enter the market and the prices they may charge. The government's prime, the government body's primary function in a market economy is to regulate and monitor the financial and economic systems. Okay. So first off, that's a terrible description, right? Cause what did I even just say? Just think of a, a regulated market meaning that there is some sort of governing body over it. So I like to use cryptocurrency as an example of a market that does not have a regulated body. I often say that crypto isn't regulated. So for me, think of uh, FINRA, SEC, um, mainly those two, but there are a couple other different uh, regulating bodies, regulatory bodies that govern me and other financial advisors, other investment firms. So those are basically like they're the law, right? The SEC is technically a government entity. Um, I think FINRA is technically a private company that works with the SEC. I'm actually not sure on that. But those two work together to tell broker-dealers, investment advisors, registered uh, RIAs, uh, insurance agents, pretty much just about everything, um, what they can and cannot do, right? So they tell us we cannot invest in cryptocurrency. We cannot put client money... Uh, sometimes even our own money, depends upon the situation, into cryptocurrency. Only retail investors, which would be an individual that doesn't represent an institution, so most of the population, only they can do it. Um, and that's kind of why I recommend most people probably shouldn't do crypto, is it's unregulated. Uh, I have one friend who's become extremely successful with crypto. Everybody else has either not been able to get their money back or they've lost money. So, uh, but now, granted, the one friend... He made a lot of money. <laughs> he did it really early on in uh, in the early 2010s. I think it was 2011 when he started. And he's got a lot of money now. But that's one friend. So keep that in mind. Regulated bodies are usually a good thing. They're usually there for the typical investor. Okay, so what is going on in the news today, guys? So U.S. stock futures are sharply lower this morning after Federal Reserve tapering feels... Tapering fears drove a 1.1% sell-off in the S&P 500 yesterday. Okay, so you guys might think 1.1% isn't a lot, but that's like $45, I think. It might even be more than that, but we're right around $4,400 uh, with the S&P. So, I mean, 1%, $40, that's, that's a lot if you consider how much people actually have invested. Uh, European and Asian markets are lower as well. Hong Kong's Hang Seng index is down 2.1%. France's CAC40 index is down 2.8%, and the UK's FTSE100 index is down 2%. Treasury yields are also lower. The 10-year note currently pays 1.237. And as we've said in previous episodes, guys, Treasury yield right now is complete booty. Do not invest in treasuries unless you need a very safe investment, if you're feeling concerned. Um, otherwise, there's really no purpose for the treasuries. Now, I like treasuries more than corporate bonds, but that's just... A uh, situational situation. A situational situation. Jeez. Uh, I'm good with words this morning, aren't I? Uh, weekly initial and continuing jobless claims data was released at 8.30 a.m. and showed 348,000 initial claims down from 375 last week and below economists' estimates of 365,000. 
The conference board will also release its index of leading economic indicators at 10 a.m. The index is expected to show a 0.7 increase in July after a 0.7 increase in June. So obviously we want more jobless claims, guys. Uh, oil prices are sharply lower, reflecting a less optimistic economic outlook in the face of Federal Reserve tapering and rising Delta variant COVID-19 cases. Okay, so before we talk about any of the news or any of the big topics here today, let's look at some headlines. Uh, Toyota is cutting September production due to the global chip shortage. Uh, N-I-K-K-E-I, I'm just going to say Nikki. Nikki reported on Thursday that the automaker has slashed its production forecast for the month from 900,000 cars to 500,000 cars as it struggles to source semiconductor chips. Guys, that's a lot. That's a, that's, what is that, a 40%, almost 50%? cut right there uh we've we've talked about chips before and we're going to talk about uh commodities that go into chip making here in a second but guys chips are huge you know i'm a big advocate for electric vehicles basically all technology their chips are the most uh sought after i don't even know what you'd say component i guess of all of these smart uh technology creations advancements uh etc so that's that's not good uh, we will see how we figure that out. I guess that's kind of the next big thing when it comes to technology is how can we more efficiently create these chips without having to use these metals, uh, which actually I'll just bring it up now, I guess, is that copper. Copper's down 3.3%, which is a lot. Um, that's a really big deal. But China is one of the biggest uh, miners of that. And because that they're not, you know, they're slowing down their production of that and their mining, obviously, then it's going to be difficult for the rest of uh rest of the world who relies on their mining um okay let's see uh what did i want to go over next oh macy's has reported a uh, two q2 earnings which beat analysts expectations the firm said it saw uh, five million new customers during the quarter and hiked its outlook for 2021 shares for its 2021 shares are up 5.5 percent in pre-market trading guys macy's goodness gracious i don't even know the last time i went into a macy's probably when my mom forced me to go to the mall with her uh, 20 years ago, you know, it's a geez. Uh, oh, and then the next one is Kohl's. Kohl's posted Q2 earnings, which topped analysts' expectations. Kohl's also raised its forecast for the year. Shares are up 2.8% in pre-market trading. I mean, I don't know what's going on. I guess people are going into Kohl's and Macy's more and they love the, they love the in-person shopping. That's a good thing to bring up, I guess. Everyone thinks Amazon's going to take out these, uh, these in-person shop, uh, shoppers, or these in-person stores. I don't know. Macy's and Kohl's, I think that's kind of an experience for some people that they really like going in there. Uh, I, it doesn't suit me at all. Like if I, if I want to go into a store, I have a purpose with it. I think a lot of people like going to Target, Kohl's, Macy's, etc., cetera, uh, Beals, uh, just to shop, I think, just to be in there and be around other people. So I don't think that's going to go away anytime soon. Um, that's pretty much all the exciting news which isn't even that exciting uh let's go to the big the big story here so european and asian or let me read the title first huh i put these together and then i forget that i put them together so <laughs> let me uh let me read the title the big story of the day global equities fall pointing to another day of u.s losses so that was written this morning um i pulled all this data from investopedia by the way this is their um market express uh news uh, news outlet. I don't know. News, news, newsletter. There you go. And I put a bunch of different things that I like and dislike, and I put them all together for you guys, I think is the most pertinent data for the day. Uh, so this title, I don't know if I necessarily agree with it. I don't know if we're going to have another day of losses. We, the U S just doesn't 
it's the way people compare the U.S. equities market guys is usually the U.S. and then global. You know, it's or foreign. They say foreign. Global is both put together, but it's usually the U.S. and foreign, and they're not always in sync, and they're not always inverse. But usually, I would say most of the time, the U.S. stock market it's it's not like up or down. It's a percentage. I would say the U.S. stock market isn't always correlating with the global market. So let's read this, although it may not necessarily be what I think. Uh, European and Asian stocks plummeted at the open of Thursday after Federal Reserve meeting minutes released yesterday showed that a majority of policymakers were prepared to begin tapering the central bank's $120 billion per month asset purchase program later this year. Many major indices, including France's CAC40 and Hong Kong's Hang Seng, are down more than 2%. Some assets are being dragged down by fears about slowing growth in China, in addition to concerns about Federal Reserve policy. Copper spot prices are down 3.3%, and shares of miners, miners of copper, miners Rio Tinto and Glencore are down by similar margins, reflecting anxieties that a slowdown in the world's second largest commodity importer could gut demand for industrial metals. So we just kind of talked about that, right? Industrial metals, those are what's going to help with with the chip making. But I just wanted to talk about the uh, Central Bank's $120 billion per month asset purchase program. So, listen, they did that because of COVID. Um, also, because when you they printed a bunch of money, you can't just really print money, right? Like, well, that's, that's what the Federal Reserve did. The Central Bank had all this money here. So, they have to purchase stuff with it. And so, they decided to put it back into companies, which is a very, very smart idea. Especially if you're just going to create all this money, throwing it back into companies that produce stuff that produce. So Tesla, uh, Microsoft, basically any company really, but that creates goods and services that therefore makes more money. That is, or creates, not makes more money, but creates a higher flow of money. That is huge for any economy. Um, I think in this situation, I don't think our stock market is high because of this. I just think it was a, it was a good idea um, to show like, hey, look, this like I've, I say this all the time, right? I say follow the big money. Where are the pension plans investing? Where are the mutual funds investing? Where are the investment banks investing? Well, where is the central bank investing? Where are governments putting their money? So this uh, this program, they're going to tone it back. I don't think it's going to have that big of a deal on the stock market. I think it'll be interesting if they start issuing debt. I think that that's going to be a big deal. So uh, now look, the treasuries are debt, right? So a treasury bond, that is you're paying a certain amount of money and the government's guaranteeing you, what was it? 1.237%. But there are other instruments that governments can issue as well. Uh, Municipal bonds, they can even do, they can even do um, higher interest rate bonds. Sometimes they're called junk bonds. I don't think I've ever seen a government do junk bonds. Uh, but I don't know why they wouldn't be able to. Um, I don't. I don't. I, I guess. I guess I don't know about that. I, I, I guess to to cover my bases here, I'm not a big bonds guy. I don't necessarily like debt. I don't know who really needs to use it, except for major corporations. Uh, now, treasuries, because they're one of the safest investments there are, and they're pretty straightforward. I kind of like that. Uh, but for the most part, I I try to stay away from bonds, um, just as. I, I, I'm just not a big fan of them. Uh, now, not to say they don't fit. They fit in some people's portfolio. Uh, but just in the situations that I work with my clients, very, very little corporate bonds. Uh, quite, a, quite a bit of government bonds, but not a lot of corporate bonds. So keep that in mind, guys. Um, I, it's kind of a confusing day, I would say. 
Uh, oh, this is this is one thing I did want to talk about. So, uh, China guys. So, <laughs> I'm a big fan of China because they have my favorite company, Neo. But historically, China is a very self-serving entity. Let's just use entity as the word. Uh, they manipulate currencies. They manipulate businesses. They bail people out that shouldn't probably be bailed out. Uh, the U.S. does that too. So I'm not pointing fingers and saying, you know, they're terrible. Uh, the U.S. does that too. I think we're a little bit more transparent about it. Whereas China will hide stuff, which is, look, better the devil you know than the devil you don't. And there's a lot of things happening on that with China that we don't know. So that's why it's very risky to invest in those uh, in foreign companies, especially Chinese ones, uh, because they can manipulate it and they're happy to do it. Uh, but so what what the the situation I wanted to talk about is uh, Huarong Asset Management, H-U-A-R-O-N-G Asset Management. It's China's largest manager uh, of bad debt, which I don't even know what that means. I would assume that they just make bad uh, bad loans to people who probably don't have the correct credit score to pay them back. Anyways, um, let's see, where is it? Uh, HAM, Hurong Asset Management, China's largest manager of so-called bad debt. It expects to receive a capital infusion from state-owned financial institutions, including Critic and China Insurance Investment, and make up the shortfall of $16 billion, uh, which it blames on overexpansion and graft by former chairman Li Jianmin. Uh, I, I, it blows my mind that they're going to... So when I think of uh, bad debt, I think of a bunch of junk bonds. Maybe that's right. Maybe that's wrong. Uh, a junk bond, guys, is just... It's one of the riskiest versions of a bond. And a bond is just debt. Remember, it's someone saying, hey, I'm going to pay you this over this period of time if you give me this money. So a junk bond is probably... Uh, the, it's probably the worst bond you can have. That's, that's, that's actually what it is. And they're the number one... Uh, producer seller of these bonds, so they're going to get bailed out by the government in China, and it's sixteen billion dollars. I can't tell you why that's going to happen, but the People's Bank of China and the Banking and Insurance Regulation Commission said they're going to do it. So, I, I interesting situation. I'll probably keep an eye on that just because I always find it funny that these big institutions get to make these terrible, terrible financial decisions uh, with client money too, and. Then if you do it as an individual, you're SOL. Your whole life is ruined. You have to file bankruptcy. That's, you know, it changes your whole life. Uh, that's just the difference, right? That's the difference between the man and you. Uh, but yeah, guys, that's it for today. I hope I didn't disappoint you too much, uh, bore you. Uh, that's it for all. As always, guys, invest early, invest often. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.